1: Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our Week 8 Thursday NFL episode. This is the episode where we get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show with our sharp calls, where we make our survivor pick and build our money line, underdog, round robin, parlay. We give out our foxhole bet, our big balls bet of the week we narrow down our picks for the free-to-play Favorites Podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'Em Contest. As our old pal Colin Cowherd likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. Because there's a sea of money out there. If you want to follow along with our official bets, you can check them out on the contest website, favorites.actionnetwork.com. When we lock them in before kickoff on Sunday, If you prefer using the award-winning action app, you can also track all the bets Simon and I lock in by following two accounts, the Faves 5 and the Favorites podcast. Now let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF professional better, Simon Hunter. Edo, Simon.
2: Aloha, Chad. I'm about to do a a quick rant. I feel like we have a lot of new listeners, a lot of questions, and they're asking about uh, how me and you came together. So I figured I'd give them a quick story.
1: I have no idea where you're going when you say quick rant. So when you say you're going to do a little story time, it makes me a little more comfortable.
2: You know, I always forget that we get so many new listeners and yeah, yeah. Um. You guys were talking the other day about how much the show's grown, and we're like the number one gambling podcast. So I figured, um, yeah, me and Chad, this is our fifth season doing it together, right, brother? Yeah. Um. When I joined Chad, it was just like most best relationships in my life come together. I reached out to him and let me be the guy in the shadow, giving you picks. And Chad was like, "No, nah, why don't you come on the actual show and give picks?" And I told him, "I don't want people knowing my name or my face. I didn't. I have no interest in being famous. Right? In life, if you already have the money." You really don't need the fame. And I already had the money in my 20s. And when I joined Chad, there was no video. It was in podcast medium. And it was me, Chad, and Darren Ravel. Darren was just a weight, weighing us down. And basically everything I would say, Darren would question, because it's Darren Ravel. I think it was like a 10, 15-minute segment. And I ended up coming on here. And sometimes I'd be here for like 30 minutes, because we ended up going through all the games. Just because Chad would be like, what do you think of this game? What do you think of this game? Yeah, the following year, it was just me and Chad. Obviously, it's our best year we ever had. I think we went sixty-seven percent for the season. We finished top twenty in the money. Me, him, Matt, Mitchell all split up a nice, nice little paycheck from the the contest we were in. And you know, the show's just grown. Now we're up to three episodes a week. You know, we started with just one episode a week, one hour a week. Now we're up to three. And yeah, I used to not be an employee. I wasn't paid. Me and Chad made a deal. I think after my second year, they did pay me. And I'm not here for the money. I promise you. I think it was last week. I got up at two AM. 5 a.m. and then 5 a.m. <laughs> there's no money Chad's paying me that makes that worth it in my life, people. Like I got into this business to go to bed at 2 a.m., 5 a.m. and 5 a.m. Not wake up uh, to come here and talk to you guys. So you knew people, when you bitch at me or complain to me, everything I do is free. I've never taken a penny from anyone. I And my whole goal joining Chad was I hate how the system was set up, that the rich were getting all the good information. And my goal was to join Chad, let people know what the pros are betting, It's media. People are going to talk shit about me. They're going to question me. Can I sell picks and make a shit ton of money? Yeah. Like, it's pretty easy to sell picks to dumbass people online. but there's nothing to gain in it. Like, what I love about this show is nothing's changed since I joined Chad. It's a free show. We give free picks. I'm not here to gain anything from you. I'm not here to swindle you. I'm just here to tell you how I'm betting, how other pros are betting, and hopefully win. Like me and Chad have been very fortunate where we're like, we're above 60%. That's what matters to all these people. My main goal is to get you guys thinking like pros, where you can see these shit lines a mile away. Like this Green Bay Vikings line this week, that was a shit line that most of you messaged me, and you saw it a mile away. That makes me so happy. Like that's really honestly my goal of this show. So just people new to the show. There's no end game here. My goal is just the more we do, the better the show does, the better my life keeps getting. So um, not looking at anything for you here. I'm just, if you're going to talk shit to me, you can do it during a losing week. When we win and you talk shit to me, I'm going to block you. This Everything we do is free here, people. Just learn from the veteran listeners of the show. Trust us. We're going to have bad weeks. A two and three is a bad week for me and Chad. So please stick with us for the season. Like there's a method to our madness.
1: I have so much to say about what you just said. Um, But we got to keep rolling, man. So I I love that you did it. I love that you explained it. I'm glad to hear it makes you happy.
2: I wouldn't be getting up at five in the morning if it didn't, Chad. (laughs) I know, brother.
1: I love you, you're the best. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts, specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 or older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Week eight, kickoff is approaching. We're seeing opportunities all over the board. Let's not dilly-dally. It's time for Sharp Calls.
2: Hello, who's there? I'm talking.
1: rain ring, telephone ring. Somebody it. baby, what you doing? Simon, who's calling us? What are they saying?
2: Pretty easy week from the pros. I mean, they're, they're from the same perspective as us, Chad. You have a lot of home dogs this week, and they're divisional dogs. And we're late enough in the season now where that matters. And the public perception of overvaluing these road favorites, they don't learn. They didn't learn last week. They're not going to learn again this week. So um, shocking to no one. These are probably going to be some of our big balls bets. Bets we're going to be having in our contest, no doubt. The commanders. The pros love the commanders. They've loved them all week. No shock there. Um, The hope is it gets back to seven. I don't know if the pros are going to let it get to seven. But that's a game we're going to break down, Chad. Uh, Denver, we talked about it. It was eight and a half. Now it's down to seven, right? The books aren't your friends. They're not letting you get down a good number to tease now, right? Now it's down to minus one if you throw it in a teaser. Fishy, fishy line. And Evan told us, like, Mahomes against the West, straight up, it's free money. Like, the dude's lost, I think, Evan said, two games in the last, like, seven years. Something crazy like that. So, yeah, 29-3. and Thank you, Evan. That's – I can't wrap my head around it. Mahomes is 29-3 and straight up against his division. It's just God numbers. Um, So, yeah, the pros love Denver – There's a seven and a half still out there. I'd grab it. I think it's going to disappear. I just think the pros are going to pound this down. They just, they got a lot of guys I talked to have this number at six. I have this number at seven. So if it does get to six and a half, technically the value is now on the Chiefs, but in contest, if me and Chad get seven and a half, Denver, it's an automatic play for us. Like we just love that spot. So um, no shock there. Not too much love for Chad's Dallas pick. Shockingly. Uh, I was going to see if anyone's out there liked it too. It's not. I think Chad knows it's a little chalky, but, um, you know, maybe we'll make it our survivor pick. I don't know. That's just – just, that was just a funny play playboy. But I, I asked a bunch of different guys. No one had a real read on that. Um, they liked our Giants pick. Uh, obviously, that number's gone up, so that wasn't the best Simon says. I thought it was going to go down from three. It just stayed at three, and most books yeah. have moved it to three. And, you know, the last one I will give Chad flowers for. He was on the Seahawks. They were two and a half earlier in the week that was the right play with all the question marks around Watson. Um, you know, they're coming off a, a big road win. Now they're traveling traveling across country to Seattle. Um, Chad got a good number. I think you got a two and a half, right, Chad? Yep. Now it's yep. up to four at a lot of books, you know, a couple of pros were on that. Like they elected at three, they liked it at two and a half. I just totally missed it. Where in my mind, it was just like, I don't know, that front four of Cleveland against the Seahawks O-line, that's a, that's a big advantage to me towards that Cleveland team, but um, obviously, you know it's PJ Walker. Like that's that's the that's that's what's moving that number. Like the fact you can we all can badmouth Watson all we want, he hasn't looked right. He's still gonna be worth two or three points of the spread compared to PJ Walker. So um, not not shocking to see that m- numbers move so much, but I was shocked to hear the pros loved it so much. That the pros are all over the Seahawks. Um, I'm I'm probably still gonna end up on the Browns. Like now that it's up to four, if it gets a four and a half. How do I not take the Browns defense catching that many yep. points? So yeah, that that's, that's it for sharp calls. It's just, they just basically were in line with me, Chad, the, the home divisional dogs. Like this yeah. week, we probably have to play all three of them. They're just, they're at good numbers right now. Yeah.
1: The more I did the uh, research over the last 48 hours, the clearer it became where I think we were going to land with our five. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. As a reminder, you can catch every episode, of the favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. By the way, before we jump into our picks, don't forget the NBA season has officially tipped off. If you like betting the NBA, be sure to check out Buckets, Action Network's basketball betting podcast with new episodes every single weekday this NBA season. That name again is Buckets, available wherever you listen to podcasts. It's great. It's like the perfect daily dose for betting, early in the morning, 15, 20 minutes. It's outstanding. All right. Let's narrow down our games. We got to get to the foxhole. We got to get to our survivor. We got to get to big balls. Here's the games we talked about the most. Um, There's a lot of important injury news, right? So there's Brock Purdy news. There's... uh, potential Tyreek Hill news. There's the PJ Walker news, like a lot of stuff to break down in these games. I'm just going to say Dallas minus six. I think everybody's wrong. <laughs> this defense is so good coming off a buy against a bad Rams offense. I know why the wise guys don't like it. I know why it's chalky. Dak is a big fave at home, in this spot, with this defense, like, I know a lot of stuff. And I'm telling you, you say it's very off-brand for me, almost like you're sad for me. He's <laughs> like, you said on Tuesday, this is five years ago for me. <laughs> but it just doesn't make sense why people aren't on the Cowboys. I know you don't want to put it in the contest, but I'm telling you, Cowboys are going to blow this team out.
2: Well, they I don't do even like the
1: Cowboys hate the Cowboys.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, they need to because it's a big number. That's that's my issue. I think that's a lot of the pros issue. It's like seven, six and a half. How do you not take the Rams at that number? That's such a big number that the, the, the Cowboys will have to blow them out. Like at that number, you kind of need to dominate because the back door will always be open. And that's the fear, right? And that was the same thing where I didn't get the love for the Vikings on Monday night, right? All the pros are all over it. They're talking about it. Like the seven and a half, it's just – too big seven's too big for that vikings team i didn't get it and their whole reasoning was that back door will always be open like the 49ers team had injuries they're like they're not going to be blown out the vikings even if they're up by a 10 or 11 points into the, the game i trust kirk to get me the back door that's how i feel like most pros feel about the stafford play man it's like you know he does lose right like they've been losing this year i think they're three and four um he's always got them in the game like they're always competitive and he usually is the one, the reason why they don't win, right? He makes the mistakes where he doesn't convert the third downs and that's how end up falling apart for this team. So um, the 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 problem for this play is you need Dak to finally play well, right? And Dak played really well against the Chargers, right? I think his only incompletions were to Gallup. Gallup was the only guy that wasn't, he was a, wasn't able to complete it too. I think he had a perfect game. Target is always the receivers. There's never been a question about Dak and that kind of stuff. It's, it's more about, that offense in the red zone, they've had major issues. McCarthy calls some of the worst run plays. The timing he calls is just terrible. Like, it's second and ten. He'll just run into the back of his lineman. Now it's third and nine. It's just he keeps putting Dak in disadvantaged positions. So um, that, that that's the biggest issue here with, here with me is there's a big coaching advantage towards the Rams, and it's a big number, Chad. So if this gets to five and a half in our contest, I could be swayed like that, that to me, that, that shifts the value to the Cowboys team. But um, yeah, this number is presently six and a half uh, six. I still, I still lean towards the Rams here. So I don't hate where you're coming from. I just, I'm giving the perspective of, that's why it's just not one of my favorite five. There's too many variables here for me to take that big of a number with this Cowboys team.
1: All right. Well, look, we'll see what happens in the contest number. Uh, Minnesota Green Bay, the first of the divisional dogs that you're talking about Green Bay plus one has been the play. I think our biggest disappointment is that this line didn't get higher. It sort of stayed at plus one. I think the wise guys have been coming in and even Stucky on the podcast on uh, the Action Network Thursday episode with um, with Raybon, liked Green Bay at plus one. We thought it might go higher after Minnesota beat the Niners. It didn't. Um, this is a huge pros-Joes game. 60% of the tickets on Minnesota. 80% of the money on the pack. We both better at plus one. Minnesota was very lucky last week. Three turnovers from the, from the Niners. Uh, uncharacteristic blitz at the end of the first half to give the Vikings a 60-yard touchdown pass. Put it in. Like it's a no-brainer to me. It stayed at one. It's going to be at that in the contest. I don't know why we're not taking the Packers in the contest.
2: Yeah, don't need much breakdown on this one. Like, pe- people completely get where we're coming from. It's the perfect spot to buy low on Green Bay. We already broke it down on Tuesday. Vikings coming off the win of the year, right? Beating a team that everyone viewed as one of the best teams in football. In primetime game, as a big dog, one outright. Now, going on the road against a Green Bay team that no one likes. No one wants to bet this team. Like Chad just said, it's only pro money coming on Green Bay. Like, anyone else, they thought they were getting an easy bet last week. They are like, Green Bay? Money line against Denver minus one ten. I'll take it every day. They they are so mad at this Green Bay team, especially if you watch <laughs> that game where, um, you know, love if the guys as bad as you want to say love was the guys just weren't getting open. Like I rewatched that game, his wide receiver getting no separation. In in walks here this Minnesota team that just is not that good. Like Purdy was throwing it all over them. You guys open all over them. Like they just had that weird McCaffrey turnover, right? And then McCaffrey, you know. Stayed in the game. They played well. They are getting back into it. Purdy gets that, what people are calling a concussion on that QB sneak. Throws a pick the next play. Then they come back out. He throws another pick. And this is all after what people think he got an injury to his head. Yeah. So it's like um, Minnesota had so many things break right, including Kirk played incredible. I mean, at any time he dropped back, I felt confident Kirk throwing the ball downfield. Hawkinson getting open anytime he wanted. I just love Green Bay in this spot for a bounce back. Like the the fact that it was up to one and a half, that was going to be an auto play for me and Chad in the contest. Now, if it flips them back to me in a favorite, which we've seen most books do, we'll still do it, but Chad he keeps reading that stat from Evan about these these favorites I go to dogs, back to favorites, it's usually not great for them. Um, but how do we not do it? How, how do we not take Green Bay here so Um, I love all the people that reach out to me. They're like, I love this. I'm all over this. And it's just great. That's just what what makes me happy, where it's just like, even if this loses, people trust the idea and the concept of it, where it's like you're getting a divisional dog in a buy-low spot. This will cash for you long-term. So, again, we're not always going to be right. Me and Chad's goal is 3-2. and This feels like a 3-2 and play. Got to get Green Bay in the contest.
1: Overall, dogs in divisional games, uh, the past decade, 60 games above. 500, uh, since 2020, 40 games above 500. So Gotta like that. this is spot. Simon Hunter, the Robin Hood of wise guys, just bringing in, in the, the riches of the bad guys to the poor people. That's what you're doing. <laughs> New England at Miami. So on Tuesday, you were very aggressive about Miami. This number's at nine. Tito, who mostly spends the show, producer Tito, prior to the show, getting yelled at by Matt Mitchell in ways I've never heard Matt Mitchell yell at anybody. And then trying to convince us all about South Florida sports, told us that yesterday in the press conference, Tua was suspect about Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill missed a practice and his potential to play on Sunday. We don't know what's happening there. All we have is Tito listening to press conferences from Tua in Miami. But I will say, I listened to the action pod this morning. Stucky loves New England here. You love Miami on Tuesday. I don't know where to go with this right now. And I was thinking like, oh my God, are we going to put a massive favorite in the contest? And now I'm not so sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the Tyreek stuff's not ideal. Like I, I would feel a lot better if Tyreek was in there. It's just such a game changer. with him and Waddle on the field together, but.
1: And Waddle's um... got his back thing and. They're already missing people on the offensive line and their defense stinks. And the Patriots, who knows? Maybe they figured something out. Maybe they got healthier. Maybe Bill O'Brien, all of a sudden they're a little bit more effective. They shorten the game. There's going to be high wins. Feels like we're setting ourselves up there.
2: I just I just can't get behind New England, though. Like even if Tyreek's out, I just maybe I'll just stay away from the game. But I'm either Ben Miami or just staying away.
1: I'm not, I'm not advocating we put New England in the contest. I'm just saying. I can't see how we're going to put Miami in the contest.
2: Maybe I'll be able to convince you come Sunday morning, but this this just feels like, um, I don't want to call it a lazy bet on the Patriots, but it's just like, yeah, they, they look like they got things right against the Bills and all things are forgiven. It's just like, I don't know, man. I can't get all that stuff out of my head of Mac Jones. Like the kid, maybe he just had a good, a good spot against the Bills or maybe the Bills beat themselves by doing nothing in the first half and given that. New England a big lead, right? What were they up? Were they up 10-0 or 14-0 on the Bills to start that game? We're in a different world here with this Miami team. Like Their offense, if they get down 14, I honestly feel more confident in this offense than I do in the Bills offense. But if you go back and watch that Patriots first time around, they played it perfectly and they had all their guys. Like They had everyone healthy. Now they don't have their two best defenders now for this Miami team. So um, yeah, the Tyreek, Tyreek injury is a big deal, but even if he's out, I'll probably still have you know, a decent amount on Miami. I just just want to make it one of our five.
1: The next game I want to talk about, the New York Jets and the New York Giants. This game's at three. This was your Simon Says. We thought it might move a little bit. It's kind of stayed where it is, but I'm fine with that. But thinking about the Giants as dogs, to Rod Taylor playing quarterback for the Giants, he covers, he doesn't make mistakes. And right now, Brian Dayball is looking for guys who won't make mistakes and screw everything up for the Giants because that's been the reason they're losing. You've already heard me give my rant on the Jets' defense. I'm not saying they're mediocre, but I do think they've been turnover dependent, and that's what's helped put them in a position to win games, right? 13 turnovers already forced this season, 16 all of last year. Other than that, a lot of their statistics, they are middle of the road. In terms of what they are doing statistically so we like the giants here
2: yeah and if, if daniel jones is named the starter on sunday i'll probably buy out on most of my position on the giants here i just i don't feel confident in him because he does turn the ball over and that's what Chad's is talking about here it's like the giants yes they're not that good but they are well coached and when you're not turning the ball over that's how they can stay in these games and Against the Jets team, there's just, it's just too much value. Like, people are just forgetting what Zach Wilson has been. And I do agree he has improved, but he's not consistent. And that's that's the thing where it's like, yeah, he might have these moments here where he will complete that third down. And he'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm back in on Zach Wilson. Like, he can make these throws. But then he'll just throw a couple of duds the next three throws. He's just inconsistent. So the fact that it is three, it's like, we get it. They got a ton more talent, right? The Jets have a lot more Blue chippers, as you would say. Like they have a lot of really good guys in their team, but this Giants is just so well put together. And even in that Washington game, like it was close. Washington seemed like they were out playing them the whole game, but I never really had any doubt that the Giants were gonna somehow cover that number. It just felt like they were the better team. So um the a lot of the stuff the Giants do is what I talk about a lot of these defenses do, which is like they'll they'll give you up, they'll give up all the artists you want. But once you get in the red zone, that's when they throw those clamps down. And um offensively, I don't think they've yet played a great game. And Chad talked about there's some things you can do here that um, match up well for the the Giants against the Jets, and the biggest one is Waller. Like, Waller had a great game last week. He matches up very well against this linebacking core of the Jets. Like, that's a weakness of this Jets team, cover, covering tight ends. So a um, couple of things I do like about the Giants team, but it's mainly the number. Like, we're getting plus three maybe we're walking right into it, me and Chad, and this is like the time we shouldn't be, we're buying, maybe we're buying high on this giants team, but um, it just feels like everyone's so in on this jets team, right? They're coming off a bye week after they just beat the Eagles. I just assumed a lot of the money would come in and I'm looking at the money now and it just seems that way, like the tickets and the money right now are coming in heavy on them. So um, here's another great stat from Evan three is a key number in these low total games uh, totals below 40. you're getting three or higher on the dog, it's 59% ATS since 2018. So it's just a nice spot. Like we're taking an ugly dog in a game we think should be an ugly battle. Like it could come down to a field goal. Maybe me and Chad will push this one, but two and a half, three in contests. It's it's kind of hard not to take that number.
1: So we're putting together a profile here. And by the way, we still owe Foxhole. We still owe big balls. I know we're getting to those because – I
2: mean, do you want to make this foxhole? It's uh, no one's betting it. Like, even the pros, a lot of pros I talk to, like, they're not crazy about this one.
1: Well, look, we still have to talk about Denver and we still have to talk about uh, Washington. Yeah. And so to me, it feels like with both of those is where we're going to go with foxhole and big balls Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. So I loved it at two on Sunday night. You said, wait, I got antsy. I betted at two, got up to three. (laughs) The wise guys hit it. It's settled at two and a half. We're going to have four games I think we feel really good about. And then I think there's going to be a debate on what the fifth game is. The Steelers could sneak in there. Yeah. Just bet the Steelers in these spots. Mike Tomlin, 57-31-4 and four in his career against the spread, 64.5%. He's the most profitable coach in the NFL the past 20 years. 16 and nine straight up as a home dog. My kids wanna have a good Christmas. And by the way, he's winning against teams that are incredibly good as a home dog. Like how many of those games are against Baltimore, right? And Baltimore is always good. Jacksonville is not at that level yet. They should not be a favorite on the road given how inconsistent they have played so far this year.
2: Forget the opponent, they nameless gray faces.
1: The public is all in on Jacksonville because of how they've performed the past few weeks, but they've gotten some really, really good spots the past couple of weeks. It's hard not to love the Steelers here.
2: There's there's only so many times you can keep playing the same spot, Chad. So I'll do it. I mean, I'm with Chad. Like I took the three, I've taken the two and a half on Pittsburgh. I mean, w- w- we don't have a choice. I hate it, but. Chad's right though. Like I could I could see this being one of those where, like, you know, we get off the phone call here, we make our five. I could see it being our last one and Um, it's just a good number, a good spot to play at Pittsburgh. We have no idea how they'll get there, but they'll get there. Like their advantage right now is they have really good receivers against the Jags secondary that can be passed on. Like, you know, there's questions still to us about that O line for the Jaguars. So, you know, advantage Pittsburgh, like TJ Watt. The absolute game wrecker of game wreckers, fully healthy. We know the stats about him when he's with, playing with Pittsburgh. Him, him on their team and off the field, it's night and day. Like me and yep. Chad last year, we didn't touch Pittsburgh a lot for the season just because he wasn't playing. And that's that was always a big deal to us. If TJ is not playing, this defense is different. So, you know, he's fully healthy. Steelers are fully healthy. We're catching a big number. The Jaguars, not that they're looking ahead. But they could be, right? They just got to make it through this week and they get to their bye week. And if they win this game, they have a huge lead in their division. Like, they know the cost of this game. And, you know, not that I think they're going to overlook Pittsburgh, but it feels like a lot of teams this year have. And that's what Pittsburgh has been doing. Like, they lull you to sleep. So, if you like the Jaguars, just take them first half. Like, it seems like Pittsburgh might be one of the worst first half teams we'll see all season. They just don't play well in the first half. And then the second half, they just, the magic starts happening. Whatever that magic is, that Tomlin magic, that's when it starts happening. So, well, you know what it guys, is. Chad's right. We'll take that number.
1: It's a, honestly what it is. and it's it's Part of it is the chemistry, right? Mike Tomlin is a guy that people like to play for. And he gets them ready emotionally, but also strategically.
2: I'm going to look at you real close today and see if you're highly conditioned and ready to go. You know what I mean? And if you're not, I'm going to put you in the news.
1: They wear people down. Like that defense comes at you nonstop. And TJ Watt, how many plays is he making in the second half? We saw it against the Rams, right? First play of the game, interception, runs it back to the three. Then he's in the backfield the entire second half against a really bad offensive line for the Rams. Evan has a great stat here. As home dogs facing teams with a 60-plus winning percentage, which is the Jags, Steelers are 14-3-1. and one. It's like we're going to do it we're going to step in it but look these are the patterns we play we talk about big dogs yeah. we talk about divisional dogs we talk about the steelers specifically you want to win those two out of three times it just so happens we have a confluence of all those things happening at the same time we've got the big dogs we've got divisional dogs we've got the steelers as dogs like you know the the Venn diagram of these games it's got it's three of them have to play in our favor, right? So all of a sudden, it's we're starting to build a profile here. Let's. Talk, I was going to talk about uh, New Orleans and Indy, and I was going to talk about Cleveland and Seattle. Those games all seem way too funky for me. And to be honest, I don't think we're going to put them in the contest. Like I think, I think even if we get to six games we like, I think those are seven and eight to me. Seattle, you know, with PJ Walker, that line's moving. into three and a half right now. New Orleans has flipped back and forth, favorite dog, favorite dog, plus one, minus one, plus one, minus one. I don't want to skip it. I don't want to speak for you. But to me, unless you feel strongly about these games, these are not contest worthy games to me.
2: Yeah. And from our guy, Evan, PJ Walker, six and two ATS, including his one loss last week, covers by 11.6 points per game. So um, PJ is actually surprisingly been good coming in this role, covering as a big dog. Uh, the Saints... I did love them. I talked about it. I like that defensive matchup against Minshew. The numbers flipped. Like when we talked about that, it was plus one and a half. Now it's minus one. Evan Evan Sad just rings in the back of my head anytime that happens. 42-81 since
1: 2019, I think. Teams that flip from underdog to favorite are 42-81 and against the spread. So if you liked New Orleans, hopefully you bet them as dogs. The same thing happened to them, by the way, against the Jaguars. They were one and a half point dogs and they flipped to favorites. Same with Green Bay. The,
2: the pros, we talked to the pros, just love the Saints. They have a great defense, yeah. and we're the only ones that like Derek Carr. And I get it. Like I, I always say, it. Chris gave us a stat at the beginning of the season. There's no one worse in their red zone than Derek Carr, and that's hella true this entire season. He yeah. get the between the twenties. This dude can get you down the field. Get get you in their red zone. Can dink and dunk his way down there. But then he gets in the red zone, he just cannot make the right decision. And when he does make the right decision, his guys drop the ball. So, Derek um, their, their Carr's got a little stank on him right now. So, uh, I, I'm happy not to put this one in as a favorite, Chad. Philadelphia at Washington.
1: Foxhole or big balls? Big balls. This big balls, bet of the week. <clears throat> this is a decent-sized dog at home. It's not the pros-Joes game you would think. A lot of the ticks are on the Eagles. I'm still seeing, you know, there's more than 60% of the tickets are on the Eagles, slightly more than 50% of the money on the Eagles. But that could be a mixture of weird money. We've seen this line move from seven to six and a half. It touched six. It's back at six and a half. Again, dogs in divisional games, 60 games above 500 the past decade, 40 40 games above 500 since 2020. We have at least two big home dogs to put in the contest this week. In Washington and Denver. What else were the wise guys saying? This was this the first game you mentioned in the sharp calls.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of us were just debating what's going on with the Eagles' injury report because Jalen Hurts wasn't on the injury report. A lot of the guys on their team weren't on the injury report. A lot of guys we think are banged up. Like Lane Johnson, if you go back and watch that film, he didn't look like himself. Now he did all right in passing pro, but in running pro, he cannot get out. Like he cannot get out and push forward. Like there's clearly a big injury to Lane Johnson. Um, you know, this running game just has not been the same since the early couple of weeks. And I know they've had some injuries to the O line, and that that is part of why the Eagles run game has not been the same, but a lot of it's been putting on hurts. And Washington's biggest struggle is downfield throws. So the fear here, if you are betting uh Washington, is you need another Sam Howe like good game. Like you can't have, like, I think the first time they played it was 34 yeah. 31. The Eagles beat Washington. Um are we really expecting this guy to put up 31 points again? No, uh, I, I do not think he'll be doing that. But we're catching them at home in a by-low spot after a bad loss against the Giants, against an Eagles team that everyone's back in on. And I just I just have too many questions still about this Eagles team. I have questions about their red zone offense. I have questions about Hertz, his turnovers. I mean, I, I don't know if he's number one, but he's definitely number two in the league in turnovers right now. Like, he's just had some really bad turnovers. And he's talking about trying to correct that, but I don't know if it's there. And that's because the OC I don't think puts him in the best position a lot of I times. I mean, there's stare. sometimes this, yeah, this OC just makes the most boneheaded calls. Even the start of that Eagles game against Miami, um, Eagles drive all the way down the field, and I think first play in the red zone, so it's whatever it was from the eight yard line. Uh, it was an incomplete. The second play from the eight yard line, he ran it up the middle. I think they gained one yard. The third play was a QB sneak. From the seven yard line, it picked up one yard. Like there's certain things he does where he thinks he's being really smart, and he's not. He's just being an idiot, and it's uh, it's it's worrisome when you see how good the Colts' offense is. And it's like, you know, Hertz is really talented, but losing your OCs, we always talk that's that's a big deal. Like now he's he's got a new a new guy calling the plays. The offense is going to be a little different, and you've noticed that with the Eagles this year, despite them being you know whatever they are, the number two or three best offense in football. It's talent. They have so much talent. It's hard for yeah. them not to be that high. Like Hurts, he almost won MVP last year. Like the kids got the goods. It's a lot of it right now is mental. So, you know, the fact that every money line, all the teasers, all the bets are just pounding this Eagles number, and it's not at seven yet is pretty shocking. I thought me and Chad would be able to get seven, seven and a half in contest. They're holding at six and a half. So this is one of these we might lock in six and a half today on Thursday. Well, we could end up changing that Sunday morning if it moves up to seven and a half in contest. It's just a big, big number in a divisional game. And um, yeah, another game, you just, you got to play the percentages here. You have to take this home divisional dog. It's late enough in the season, you can take these here. If it was week one or two, maybe I'd be a little more hesitant now that we're so late in the year. These are the spots you take these divisional dogs.
1: Speaking of divisional dogs, Kansas City at Denver. And let me just say right now, we like Green Bay. We like Washington. We like the Giants. We like Pittsburgh. We got three dogs right now. Four dogs right now. Kansas City at Denver. The Chiefs have the Dolphins and the Eagles coming up. How much are they going to show? Historically terrible at covering three and a half or more. I've just repeated it again. Dogs, 60 games above 500 in the division games against the spread past uh, decade. No Nick Bolton. And I thought that was a huge, huge difference for them in the first time these guys played a few weeks ago when we had, I think we, the the line was 11, 10 and a half. It closed at at 10 and a half. Uh, The chiefs won by 11. I already feel like this Denver team is different than that team. Like Javante Williams has gotten so much better in the past two weeks. You can see his explosiveness and the defense, I think, we didn't know if if that was the Chiefs' offense or the Broncos' defense, but I do think it was a little bit more of the Broncos' defense than we thought when they held them to so few points, because the Broncos play very well against the Packers. So I feel good about taking the Broncos here.
2: I mean, I don't feel good, but I feel like <laughs> it's something we have to do. Um, I'm just I'm scared of Mahomes with a good defense, and it is scary, and like. I go and watch the film. No Nick
1: Bolton, like, though, and I think that's a big deal. Nick I agree. Bolton has been I playing agree. at a top two, three-level linebacker
2: this season. I agree. Chad said it, like we have to play the number here. And that and it stinks it's come down so much. I'm hoping we can yeah. still get seven and a half in contests, but it also makes me feel good where it's like we are ahead of this. We liked it early. It's come yep. down. And you know, I obviously I wish I could have got a lot more down the eight and the eight and a half, but That's how it goes. And I've been all over the seven and a half, and now it's down to seven. So got to be a foxhole bet. There's only a couple people in here with us.
3: You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. uh, I'm a foxhole guy.
2: Mahomes eventually was going to correct, right? Eventually, the spread stuff was going to correct itself, and he would get more towards the median. The defense, that's the difference. That's been the difference this year. In their last six, I think Evan told us, they're 5-1 ATS. Yeah, Mahomes has played well. But if you go back and look, a lot of those numbers they're covering is because of the defense. Like, they're turning sevens into threes, and that's the difference. The first time these two teams played, would they kick three freaking free goals this Denver team? Like, that was that was just a death by a 1,000 cuts the first time they played. So, I got Fucking same players. expectations here. Me and Chad will take the number. We know what we're stepping into here, right? We're, we're taking a, a, a terrible team against Mahomes. But Chad's right. Like, these big spreads – Um, I think I said it last week that the chiefs play with their food and that's, that's kind of been their MO ever since Mahomes has been their starting quarterback is they're so good. They sometimes take the foot off the gas a little bit and, you know, it hasn't worked this year. Uh, Again, they're five and one, the last six, but historically me and Chad have done well in these spots. So can't avoid it. We'll, We'll be on the number. It's just, it'll be painful to take six and a half in the contest. If that's what it is, I'd feel a lot better at seven and a half.
1: Right now if I had to say our five games and we got one more game to talk about green Bay, Washington, Denver, Pittsburgh, New York giants. The last game I want to talk about before I talk about the teams that might be on the outside, looking in Arizona Cardinals, eight and a half points against Baltimore. Really interesting game. I think we um, I've bet Arizona plus eight and a half. One of the things that, that, Convinced me to do it. It was in our conversation on Tuesday, thinking about Kyler Murray and the potential to come back. Yeah. So he's, he, he is eligible to practice. Will he play? We don't know. But I feel like the biggest mistake we've made this year is we haven't been, uh, ooh, we're now saying that uh, Evan is saying that Baltimore's up to nine, nine and a half at some places. Um, we've shied away a little bit from playing the big dogs in these spots at home. And I think that's been a mistake. I don't think Baltimore, I don't think Arizona is a team that I want to play ahead of Washington or Denver. I think both those teams are probably a little bit better, um, more confidence in them. But Arizona to me is our sixth team right now.
2: Eh, I got some other teams I like more. I, I, I'm with you though. like I bet this just because I thought Kyler might be back. He practiced in full yesterday. Um, we'll see if he does it again today. But uh, yeah, as far as dogs go, I don't know if this is going to be one of my five is. Five biggest bets this week. I I'm just I'm, like honestly, it. I'm just scared of Lamar. Lamar is playing right. at a really high level right now. Well, look,
1: you did you did a great breakdown on the faves film session yesterday about Lamar and the the level that he's playing at. And to be honest, on the action pod with Stucky and Raybon, Raybon loves the Ravens here, um, which makes me a little anxious. So, I'm fine if we end up not including this. Who do you like more? that could be competing for that fifth spot, if not the Cardinals.
2: First, let me say, if, if no one hears from me by Sunday, I've been murdered. There's definitely a ghost in my house. I just had a painting fall off the wall and then my TV turned on. I am officially freaked out right now. Um, I don't know what you just said. Would you just ask me what's our fifth? I said, if not, what's, what's the sixth? Uh... What is happening right now? That was terrifying.
1: What is the sixth? game sneaking in I got you. I just said I just said I thought the could be the Cardinals you said you got other ones you like more
2: I'm trying to force at least a road team into our picks because right now all we have is home dogs so I was like mm. let me find a chalky road favorite that I love Texans I'm all, I've just been beating the drum all week Houston Texans um no team is worse at rushing the passer than Carolina Panthers they are the worst in football at getting pressure on the QB Guess who is third in the league passing against no pressure? CJ. CJ is incredibly good against no pressure. And we've seen that. If you turn on the tape in games where he's not getting pressure and he can do whatever he wants, he's money. Like, he hits guys in stride. He's just on target. And I love Houston's defense matched up against Carolina. So um, that's one I like that jumps out. And then this 49ers number. The 49ers now are minus three and a half. Yeah. I don't want to be bad-mouthing Purdy, right, but we talk all the time. A lot of it's based on the system, and there's a nice system there in place, and there's a lot of good weapons in place, and you do need to make the throws, and that's the fear with Sam Darnold he, can he make the same throws as Purdy can because Purdy is really good like at making the throws. Like You can go through and watch his tape this year. Um, I know he had some stinkers in that Vikings game, but overall he's really good at putting the ball right where he needs to be with guys in stride. So uh, This number to me has moved too much. If it's three, two and a half in contest, Chad, how do we not put the 49ers in? Like that's that's a good spot to back a team that um the public perceives the Bengals as being fixed. They're not. We talked about it. they did nothing in that second half against the Seahawks. Joe Burrow is one one of the one of the worst QBs on downfield throws this season, right? on um, balls that have to go plus 20 plus, he's been terrible. And that's with Chase and T Higgins, two of the best deep ball receivers in football. So um, I have a lot of questions still about the Bengals team and the fact that everyone's just piling on now and all the money's flying in on the Bengals because uh, they perceive Sam Darnold as this huge downgrade. The books disagree. I think the line moved three, two and a half points. Um, when it was Sam Darnold, which sounds like a lot. I honestly thought Purdy was worth more than that. I, like in my mind, I thought Purdy was worth four or five points. The books are telling me he's not. Like they clearly they moved this number to where they think it should be. So um, this is what I haven't touched yet the 49ers, but if it gets to three, two and a half, I bet it. Like when it's at three at a couple books, I've hit it with this 49ers team. I just think the, at that point the the numbers move too much where the Bengals, they're not a top three, top four team in the AFC. Like they're still getting treated as such, and I just don't think they are right now.
1: All right. Well, we will uh uh a reminder for everybody. Uh we enter our initial picks into the contest website. On Thursdays after the show, Simon and I will chat. If you want to see the unofficial picks we've entered for the contest before it locks on Sunday, just go to the contest website, favorite.actionnetwork.com. Search for the Faves 5. That's us. We will lock these in shortly after the show. And then what happens is on Sunday, after we do Convince Me, watch it live on YouTube and in the Action Network app, after that, Simon and I talk again and we say, okay, have the lines moved for any games that we like more that we want to take out a game and put a game in. So um that's when we make the official lock, but we do put picks in Thursday. Check it out. Favorites.actionnetwork.com. Look for the faves five. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love game time for two reasons. One, they sponsor the show. Number two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. That's right, I used it last weekend to buy tickets to the Ohio State Penn State game. I'm actually going to open Game Time right now from my house here in Connecticut. And guess what? We can get into that exciting New York Giants, New York Jets game for less than 175 bucks. Also, lots of hockey going on. You can see the Islanders. You can see the Devils. Less than 20 bucks is the get-in price no matter where you live. Download the Game Time app. Get out. Have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, before we get into our Moneyline underdog round robin, remember that the week eight contest tiebreaker is total passing yards on Monday night football. Action Network predictive analyst Billy Ward writes a weekly article about tiebreaker strategy. And a link to that article can be found in this episode's description if you want a leg up in the contest. Good luck to all of you. All right, money line. <laughs>
2: Your dog, your dog likes my dog. I'm thinking Green Bay. We got to go Steelers. I mean Tomlin, he's been amazing to us as a dog on the money line. To
1: me it's Green Bay, Pittsburgh, New York Giants. We go Here's Washington.
2: Um you just we're hoping here the Eagles are looking ahead. It's Dallas week next week. Yeah. You you assume that's on the back of their mind, so you just a nice overlook spot. Do I really think Washington is going to win this game? Probably not. But me and Chad are trying to get some big dogs in here. So uh, I like the value right there on Washington. I mean, we're going to get our guy Vrabel in there with the backup quarterback.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, for sure.
2: Get Vrabel in there. That's
1: five. Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Giants, Washington, Tennessee.
2: Good. I was going to say, if we had to, I was going to say, maybe we can put the Bengals in there in case Sam Darnold sees his own ghost again. But um, no, I'm happy with that five we have.
0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com
1: bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Simon, Let's make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day, Simon, this Halloween, do you think handing out slices of Little Caesars could soon become more popular than traditional trick or treating? What an appropriate question to be asking you right now. I would love that. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, what do you think about this new motto I just invented? If Simon's advice you always trust, then choosing Crazy Crust is a must.
2: You're a lyrical genius.
1: I am, aren't I? However you order your pizza, you win, and speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store Pizza Portal pickup. So grab some friends, grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game.
0: The Survivor Pool Pick of the Week.
1: What should our Survivor Pick for Week 8 be? We snuck one in last week with Seattle. Uh, Yeah, that
2: was never in doubt, though. Um, Dallas. 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 Jesus, Chad, what did I just say on Tuesday? We always get knocked out picking Dallas at home in these spots. I don't know, I'm blinded
1: by love for Dallas. What is this. happening? I
2: you. <laughs> um I was going to say like I usually I really use these picks in my big money league and I think we did use the Bills. I think we've used the Lions. Oh shit. Oh shit, Chad. I got to take we got to take the Chargers. Fuck when you. else would we use the Chargers? Fuck you. I mean, we're we're getting this D two scrub on the road after our first win of his career. D two scrub? You mean the hundred sixty yards? Chad's the winner.
1: <laughs> the winner of the Heisman Trophy for the next level of college football, whose dad is one of the strongest men in the world. Scrub, come on.
2: <laughs> yeah. So right there, people. Chargers. There's a reason this number so big. This is not going to be fun. This is going to be super stressful, but. When else are we going to use them? We got it. We got to use the chargers here. This is, this is a huge number.
1: All right, Simon. Uh, I got an email this week as I responded to you when you DM me on Twitter and you became a lifelong friend, a loyal listener from Chicago asked me to make it more clear when we are discussing what your biggest bets of the week are at this point, when Chicago speaks the world listens, give me your biggest bets right now.
2: Um, I mean, obviously it's nowhere near what it was last week. I had a lot of money on the Ravens and the Eagles. Those were just really nice spots. Um, but this week, I think we nailed it. Like I'm just, I'm just in on the divisional dogs. Like I, I've been in, been in on Denver heavy. Been on the Packers heavy. I've been in on Washington heavy. Um, if, if those go over three, I, I'm gonna take a bath. Like I'll, I'll be losing a lot of money. So if, if you're looking for my biggest bets right now, it's those guys. Um, I have a pretty big position right now in Houston that I'm like really nervous about and a pretty big position on the Giants as well. Uh, by Sunday, I could see myself having a lot more on on this Pittsburgh team. I just, I've been hoping it gets the three. A lot of books are going to pop the three. Um, that's when I'll come in on this Pittsburgh team, but I don't have that much on them yet at two and a half.
1: I hope you make it. I'm a little worried about the horror show that's going on in your apartment right now. I've been there, man. hundred percent been there.
2: Uh, I definitely texted a girl. I'm friends with them. Like, can I I crash at your place? I do not feel comfortable right now. I'm out. Uh, I've
1: been visited by the spirits and it's not pretty. All right. (laughs) As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts, specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. They don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary. at Bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 or older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. As always, we're getting the last word with Evan Abrams, our director of research to give us the stats and nuggets uh, we need to get smarter. Evan, take it away.
3: The last word with Evan Abrams.
2: We're finished talking.
3: I can't wait for this pod on Sunday night if Levis and Pickett cash tickets on Sunday. It's going to be a and Tom will do it again. I don't even know what we're going to do, but let's get into a few things here to get to the end. So I want to be clear on one thing. The stat that you guys keep using Open dogs, close favorites. At the current moment, that's Houston, Atlanta, and Jacksonville. Obviously, a lot can change before Sunday, but those are the three games that fall into that category. Uh, Here's number one. So this season so far, it's been pretty profitable to fear the line move. So teams to see their line move three points or more, which would be an example of minus three to minus six, 11, 19, and one against the spread. 50-79-2 50 79 and two against the spread since the start of last year, and 107 and 143 since 2020. A lot of teams fall into that right now, but it is a fear of the line move. It's, it's Miami, it's KC, it's the Chargers, Texans, Jaguars. There's it, a lot of teams, uh, Lions, Falcons. So a lot of line movement this week, but hasn't turned out well for those teams against the closing number. So that's number one. Number two, I've been using it, and I even gave Simon a version of it earlier in the show. Dogs with low totals have been unreal. So dogs in games with totals below 42 are 23, 8, and 1 this season against the spread. 160 and 102, 61% since 2018. This week, Cleveland, Giants, Titans. Right now, those are the three teams in that spot. Uh, and then here are just some like individual quarterback stats. Matt Mitchell loves these. And one of them I actually just looked up because I wanted to answer a question. So Sam Darnold. Hasn't covered a game as a favorite since 2021 against Davis Mills. Now he has to do it against Joe Burrow. So good luck with that. Kirk Cousins, real fun one. So coming off that big win on Monday Night Football, he is 29-42-2 and against a spread coming off a straight-up win in his career. That is tied for the worst record in all of football with Jay Cutler over the last 20 years. And even just to push it a little bit further, when he's coming off a loss – 39 and 25 against the spread so it's really a roller coaster with kirk and you can almost bet on it and finally my last stat just a fun mahomes one he has 17 career losses straight up in his entire career he has 17 losses russ has 16 with the broncos so if he loses this weekend he would match Mahomes' career losses just with denver
1: russ was on a hall of fame path um, Evan, I feel like you just gave us stats that give us a lot to think about and also make me feel nervous because I feel like half the games were on the same side of those stats and half the games were on the opposite side of those stats, um, which is the danger of using just stats. That's why you gotta, as Simon started the show, you gotta think holistically about this, right? Betting is about understanding what you're seeing on the field. It's about doing your research. It's about what makes you comfortable to spend when you are making a bet. Bankroll management, hugely important. Don't get over your skis. Don't be over your tips. And it's thinking, all right, what is the scenario? What is the number? What is the book wanting us to do? There's a lot of signals in the noise. We're trying to help you clean all of those up with these conversations. Reminder, Foxhole, Denver plus seven. Big balls, Washington plus six and a half. Exact decision, Dallas minus six and a half. If anyone's asking, by the way, my biggest bet last week was Philadelphia. My biggest bet this week, Dallas Cowboys. Simon says, New York Giants plus three. Our round robin, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, New York Giants, Washington, Tennessee. If we had to make five picks right now, they would be Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Washington, Denver, New York Giants. I will be honest. I'm skeptical that those will be the final five just because we don't always do home dogs across the board. Before we sign off, reminder that Simon and I will be back with our week eight recap episode live on the Action Network YouTube page. This Sunday, every Sunday at 7.30, download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods, rate, review, subscribe, Leave us 5 stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift until Sunday at 7:30 Eastern. Love you.
3: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24/7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.